0: I don't think they even understand the FIBA rules, which is like half the reason why they're not (laughs) playing good. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. This week we have on, you know, the other half of the Jones Bros. Uh, Fortunately, CJ could not make it with us this week, but you know, that's fine. CJ had his moment a few months ago at the beginning of the NBA and the NBA Finals, and now it's Jordan's turn. So uh, thank you so much for being up here, Jordan.
1: Thank you. I'm very glad to be here to talk a lot. <laughs> I like to say CJ is the talkative one of the bunch, uh, but I like to say my ta- uh, sports opinions are much better. So we'll see that today.
0: You you get to the point where, with your opinion. CJ just goes around the block a few times and then finally gets there.
1: Exactly. He, he will take you all around the bend to get to his story. And I do have my rants, but not nearly as long as he is
0: Yes, and you know, just starting off, as you guys know, the NBA Finals ended last week. And the Bucks won, as I said, they would win. Shout out to me. The only prediction I got right was Bucks. I did say Bucks in seven. I thought I said Bucks in six. I went back, looked at the tapes. I did say Bucks in seven. So, technically, that's probably the closest I've ever been to being right. Because, as you guys know, I have a very long history of being wrong on this show and my predictions. But, how did you feel about it? Did you feel like. The Bucks deserve it. You know, there's a lot of people going around saying it's not real, all this kind of jazz. I mean, you hear that
1: stuff every season uh, when it comes to basketball. Somebody always gets hurt and then people make excuses. Well, if that person didn't get hurt, then this team wouldn't be in the finals and they would have lost to this team. I mean, you can point back. I mean, the last six years, I can list a player from a team that was a super. Star that got hurt and kept their team from winning the championship. So, it it happens. It's a part of the game. I know this year was a little bit more weird when it came to the injuries, but I mean the Bucks they were a championship contender coming into the season. And yes, you had the nut the Nets who were this super, super team, like uh, super super team with the way they were built, uh, but they lost. I mean, you have injuries. Injuries happen, and they Still couldn't win the game. I mean, yeah, we're uh, if Kevin Durant's foot was an inch smaller, they probably would have won, won and been in the finals, but that's not the case. So the Bucks played well. Giannis had a superstar performance in the finals. That's what you expect out of your star. His role player stepped up and they won.
0: Exactly. Now, I think the best thing about Giannis winning is. The people that are on the internet trying to find a reason to hate him. Like, Giannis is the nicest person. He literally asked this at the Chick-fil-A, could he record her? And not only yep. did he ask, he said, just to let you know, there's 100,000 people watching mm-hmm. this. So it's not like, you know, you're on Bobby Smith's Instagram live with him exactly. and his cousin and his best friend watching. And I just think that's just so much the character of Giannis and why... I, again, don't understand why people hate him. Like, he's literally the nicest. He treats Uh everybody the same. He tweets out, like, random stuff about, oh, my God, I had my first smoothie. And he doesn't act like the superstar he is. Like, he's ready to step up and be, like, the big star post-LeBron. And I'm not saying, like, he's the best player in the league right now by any means. He's definitely Uh up there. Like, it's Braun, Katie, Giannis. But... I mean, the man had 50 points, 17 rebounds and like four blocks and something like that to close out a game. And you just don't see that, Mm -hmm. especially someone in their first finals. I
1: try and think of comparisons uh, to superstars, and it's hard to find one with Giannis uh, because he's at a weird time because you have LeBron James, who's been dominant in the league for years, and you had Steph Curry, who's you know, been a fan favorite for the past seven years, Uh, and then Giannis kind of creeped up in there and became a superstar, and he's in a weird position because we see the rise of Luka Doncic and some of the other basketball players around the league, and although he won this championship here, he may never actually take over where everybody agrees that he's going to be the best player in basketball, probably other than this year, and even then, you, I mean, you had the coach of uh, the Argentina team saying that Luka Doncic has been the best player in basketball for five years so True. Uh, I, I'm a little biased Dallas fan but at, at the same time it's it's a real thing like even though Giannis won a championship this year he's a two-time MVP uh, defensive player of the year like dude is talented he's he's in this weird position where he he will have a hall of fame career, probably will go down as one of the top 10 players we'll ever see, but he doesn't have that same pressure of having to be the number one guy in the world as a basketball player ever, which is a great place to be, to be honest.
0: I mean, I, I would not mind that like, he's really good. And like people were like, on his neck for talking about um, Chris Middleton and how like, he's happy that Chris Middleton is like the closer guy. And I think that has to go back with basketball culture today. And like, you can't the best player on the team specifically can't think that other people on his team are better than him yeah. or have skills. And that's where people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Uh-huh. Or even when they were in their like finals press conferences and um, not the finals, the West, the Eastern conference finals or whichever one they played the Nets. Uh-huh. And they were saying that like, Katie is like one of the best basketball players in the game. And people were like, you know, like the guys on inside TNT, they were like, Oh my God, that's insane. That's crazy. I can't believe they're talking about that. Like, you have your opinions and you feel like it's fair, like they're confident in their own self to be able to mm-hmm. say somebody else is as good as me or maybe even better. Yeah. And
1: to be honest, what actually defines a person as the best basketball player? Nobody knows. It's, it's all subjective. Like everybody has their own opinion of what it takes to be the best basketball player there is. And so some might uh, prefer KD, some may prefer LeBron James, some may prefer Giannis. It all depends on the style of play that you enjoy. Um, I think the reason why Giannis kind of falls through your cracks in a lot of people's minds is because he plays the game differently. So he's this 6'11 guy who can take the ball at the court, you know, similar to KD. He does not have a jump shot. <laughs> he plays not game at in all. the post. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he has a dominant physique like LeBron James where he can bully anybody he wants because we don't have the traditional centers uh, clogging up the paint anymore. So you have this this presence. Oh, and he plays defense, which, you mm-hmm. know, they don't do in the NBA anymore. So, not common. Yeah, so he, he plays the game differently than a lot of his peers, and I think – that's what sets him apart. And he doesn't have, I guess, a lot of those sexy traits that some of these other superstars have like Katie can shoot the ball from anywhere on the court. So can Steph Curry, LeBron James, you know, he's an all around player. He can pass, he can shoot, he can dribble, he can defend, rebound, anything you want from him, he can do it. Same with Luka Doncic. Like you have all these guys that can do all these different things. And so when you have this other guy who's so good in these certain areas, which, remember he's only 25 he can get better in some of these other areas exactly like if you, yeah if you go back to watching lebron james when he first started playing he was not a very good three-point shooter at all like he's still not a very good free throw shooter uh, and and i mean he had the mid-range game but that's how the game was played back then um but he had to learn a lot of those skills like along the way michael jordan was never a good three-point shooter like everybody never. i remember he's yeah hey, back in the day they didn't even shoot three-pointers really as much <laughs> i was like yeah. Uh, if you go back to last dance, like it was like he set like the playoff halftime record or NBA finals halftime record for most threes and a half with like four. <laughs> like, so, it was, so it wasn't a big thing back then. Yeah. So he just plays the game differently. So I think that falls through the cracks a lot. Uh, but you have to respect his game and he doesn't have to be that guy that makes that tough shot that you need him to make in the fourth quarter. He's knowing he's doing what he needs to do to win the game. And LeBron James got this criticism early in his career because he would pass the ball uh, to uh, his teammates. He would trust in his teammates to win the game. These guys are playing millions of dollars to be there on the court. If you have a superstar that's talented in these certain areas, you're going to surround him with guys that that play that are good at the things that he's not good at. Exactly. So, yeah. So Chris Middleton, great shooter. He can shoot from anywhere on the court. He's very talented. People underestimate him a lot. Um, But dude's been an all-star. Dude is, you know, on Team USA. Like, he is a talented basketball player in the world. He just doesn't get a lot of respect because he plays next to Giannis and he plays in Milwaukee. And Nobody cares about Milwaukee, to be completely honest. So, like Like, it's the same
0: thing where, you know, everyone's talking about Devin Booker and how he, you know, he was a great player on a bad team. And then Uh – Now, the bad team got good, made it to the NBA Finals, and now they're like, oh, Devin Booker wasn't really that great. They got people around him, and I mean, the people around him. you're talking about Jay Crowder, who just kind of skates by, like, Jay Crowder does something good, and you're like, oh my god, good job, Jay Crowder, but then when he does something bad, you're like, I'm not surprised. You have DeAndre Ayton, who's very good, and he's going to be many, many moons better than he is now especially in like five years like he's gonna be really up there in that pretty good center like a definition of the game, you know, kind of like going back to old school basketball as some say, where you just go in there and you really make people's basketball experience not too hot. They go home and they're like, wow, I really hate DeAndre Hayden. but uh-huh. they're just not there yet and we get caught in like the you see people at their pinnacle. But you forget where they came from, kind of like the where they got started at, and all these things. Like, yeah, I personally think that Devin Booker does have a bright future. Trey Young, all these other people. Now, do I have a feeling these people might get back as far as they did last year, next year, or even in the first few years on the same team? No, because yeah. it was it was a true Cinderella year, especially for the uh-huh. Suns, especially for the Hawks. All the things lined up in their favor. You had people hurt, COVID all the other things, it really lined up in their favor. And you can't – I'm not saying those things aren't going to happen next year, but the likelihood is so slim to none that they just can't depend on those things and they have not the room. I do think that Chris Paul is going to go back to Phoenix. How do you feel about that?
1: I I think he stays. Like I don't see – unless he goes to L.A., but I don't – he's had multiple chances to go to L.A., And I think the Lakers are trying to go in a little bit of a different direction. And the last thing you want to do when you already have LeBron James, who's going to be what, 37 this year, I think. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to go and get another guy who's older and that can possibly, uh, that has a history of injuries. I mean, he was hurt throughout the playoffs again this year. So that's not, that's not something you want to go in and get, you rather go and get a younger talent. Uh, So I think they're exploring trade options now and they're going to look into, uh, I don't, they may re-sign Dennis Schroeder, but he dude wants a lot of money. So <laughs> I, Dennis I, I needs to get out
0: of L.A. If he goes to stay in L.A., he need to go to the Clippers because what he it, did this year was disgraceful. It was yeah. disgraceful and disrespectful mm. to the game of basketball. And if I was the Lakers, I'd be like, thank God we didn't sign him, and he just came out exactly. here and did that foolishness. <laughs> I know his agent was teed off at him all season long. Like, really? Mm-hmm. You said you wanted $100 yeah. million, and you can't even not get – crossed up on every other play like come on now Dennis yeah. step it but up this is but
1: this is who he is he's the sixth man like
0: we've seen him in a starting role multiple
1: times that's just not who he is like he plays better as a sixth man on the team like he was a sixth man last year with the Lakers and he played very well in that role when he was in OKC he played as a sixth man he played very well in that role when he was in Atlanta as a starting point guard he struggled. <laughs> I was like, I was like, and this year, as a starting point guard, he struggled. It, it, it's just how he is. And that's okay. There's some guys that that's just their role, and they play very well at it. Look at Lou Will. Like, Lou Will is one of the best six men that have ever played in the game. Dude is a walking bucket. He, you can know he's going to get you 15, 20 points off the bench. That's what you need. You put him in the starting lineup, he gets washed away. That's just kind of how it is. Uh, so... He, You know that role. You're not gonna get paid 100 million dollars to be a six man. I'm sorry. Like you can get, you know, 60 to 80 million like for a four four year stretch, and that's still a whole lot of money. That's nothing to be laughed at. Like, but you're just not you're not getting like the dollars that you thought you were gonna get. You you can't be
0: like they can't pay the six man the same amount they're playing. their superstar, and nobody in the history of basketball has said, "Oh my God, Mom, let's go to the Lakers game to watch Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, exactly. No. No one's like, I hope Dennis Schroeder is not playing tonight at the Lakers mm-hmm. game because yeah. the way of he's playing and they're definitely going to lose. But Dennis Schroeder is somehow like kind of in the same boat as Chris Ball. Well, Chris Ball has way more leverage, but oh. I do think Chris Ball has the taste of a finals, and he's like, you know, the kid in the candy score. He tasted it once now. He really wants to get back to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's at the point of his career where he's going to accept the veteran minimum because that's what he's going to have to do if he wants to go be with the Lakers. And yeah. it's not it's not there for him. He's not, he's not at that point. I'm not saying he's about to sign, like, a five-year contract extension or something like that because I don't even think he wants to commit himself to the Suns that long, especially knowing that – Deandre Ayton and Devin Booker might not be there that long, and mm-hmm. they have a good group. I mean, if they they made it to the finals, like you can't you can't contest that. But I don't think he's ready to put all his the rest of his eggs in the Suns basket. But I do think he's ready to put at least like two more, mm-hmm. maybe one more egg in that basket and see how far as it takes him. I wouldn't be surprised if you know LeBron called him up a few years down the road and he's like, "Let's do it." Like you want mm-hmm. one. You want one. I'm ready for one. I don't I don't think he's like he's definitely not like Carmelo or anything like that. Like Carmelo's like, I want to get paid as much money Mm -hmm. as possible to play basketball. I don't I'm not saying he doesn't care about winning a finals, but I think that part of his life he's passed.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to I want I want you to be Chris Paul for a second. I have a question for you. So if you're Chris Paul, I think he has two options this offseason. So one is to opt in to his um, player option. He'll get 40 million this year and then he'll be unrestricted free agent next season. The other option, I think the Suns offer him a three-year deal. He's 36 right now They'll take him to 39. And I, yeah, it'll be going into his 40th year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you get a three-year deal and they'll probably increase it up to, I would say probably about $70 million is where they would go. And so you, it's a uh, lower per year, but you know in the NBA salaries are guaranteed, so yeah.
0: you are getting that money no matter what. What do you do? Definitely take the player. I mean, do you at the age that Chris Paul is, his history for injuries, and his ultimate want of wanting to be an NBA champion, he has to take the player option and be mm-hmm. an unrestricted free agent at the end of next season. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the only yeah. thing that makes sense because mm-hmm. the Suns are a good team. They have great potential. I mean. You know, I didn't even mention like Devin Booker and campaign. I know mm-hmm. campaign has made him so much money this season, and mm-hmm. that he has a bright future. But they're still young. They still, you know, they still get a little nervous yeah. when it comes mm-hmm. to going to an NBA finals. They had all that confidence in the first one, but it wasn't. You know, all the all the eggs weren't in the basket. It wasn't for mm-hmm. the championship. And they, I'm not saying they choked by any means, but they kind of did. They technically lost four games in a row. So yeah. <laughs> You got it you was, gotta you gotta go for the player option.
1: It was it, it was very reminiscent of and this hurts, but the Mavs in 06. Er, er, uh, 06. yeah yeah the Mavs in oh six. Now I will say the refs cheated and they've already came out and, and admitted that they were calling some bogus fouls. There's no way Dwayne Wade goes to the foul line that many times. But, Can you tell he's still hurt? Yeah, <laughs> it's <is. laughs> it's still painful, but Dirk got his championship, so it was worth it. But yeah, but the Mavs in 06, they didn't have really any championship experience. They were a very young team at that point. And that was that kind of sparked the trade for Jason Kidd and some mm-hmm. of the other veteran guys that they added to that team uh, to eventually get to the championship in 2011. They just weren't ready to win a championship. And, and Dirk was, I think he was 27 at the time, 26, mm-hmm. 27 at the time, which I mean, prime of his career, he was one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, but on the other side, You look at, you know, you had Shaquille O'Neal who had already won three championships. Like, who better than to lead a young star than have somebody who's been there three times and and knows what it takes to win? So, when you have that there in the locker room, uh, that makes a huge difference. Um, That's why we've seen LeBron James win, you know, an NBA championship in three different places. Took him a year in Miami. He had to go back to Cleveland to win one. Uh, But That experience
0: helped him win the one with Kyrie and them back at Cleveland. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he had that experience to go there and get over the edge there. And even with L.A. last year, like this was a weird experience in the bubble. Yeah, but it took – who else was going to win that year? Like, I mean, you saw so many teams fall apart. It it made sense that the guy who won three championships at that point would win another one that season. So, Uh, yeah, experience matters.
0: There's literally a torrential downpour going on outside. I don't know if you can hear it, but literally, it's like, it sounds like someone's like being murdered outside. But anyway, um, as you guys know, the Olympics are going on, you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, first day out for Team USA, I don't even think, I can't even say first day out. They were struggling in the scrimmages. They were dying in Vegas when I, I wasn't good. And then they played France and they lost, which I personally wasn't shocked. I mean, if you saw the scrimmages, and one, if you saw the scrimmages, they were dying. Two, they didn't even have their whole team until like three days before they went out to play France. And then last night, this morning, however you want to call it, they... Gave it to Iran. And I I feel so bad for Iran because they were like the team mm. that plays after like the number one seed loses to like yeah. the twelve seed in the turn tournament and then they come back mm. five hours later and now you gotta lose by like hundred points yep. just so their coach don't get mad at them. And mm. do you do you think Team USA can pull it out this year? I honestly don't
1: know. And that so here's my thing with one basketball in general. We're in a different time. Uh, there's a lot of different players that are a lot more talented now we don't have the same guys that you know usa is the only place where talent really is that's not the case anymore i mean we have some of the if you look at some of the best players in the world i actually went and did this like i went through a list of like probably the top seven or eight only one of them is playing for team usa right now yeah like you could have a couple that could play that didn't play I mean LeBron James and he gets a pass dude's 36 like he's not going to be playing Olympic basketball at this point he shouldn't have to no, <laughs> like, like yeah.
0: he's basically 40 no yeah, yeah. no he 40 should, year old wants he, to go stay in Olympic Village like no you should be able to sit
1: up sit out on that but you have Kawhi Leonard that's not playing granted Duke Torres ACL but I don't think he was signed up to play even before that. Kawhi um, didn't
0: even want to play for the Clippers anymore. This exactly. man was not going to go all the way to the COVID games and play for play in Tokyo yeah. for America.
1: Yeah. And then Steph Curry, who's, I mean, he's 33, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he, he's still young enough to where he should be playing. But he's coming off of a, a long season, and he's had to deal with injuries and stuff. So it makes sense why he's sitting out. The rest of the players on that list, all international. I mean, however you divide up your top eight of basketball players, but Luka Doncic somewhere in there, like Slovenia, Joel B, he's from Africa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you have um, Nikola Djokic. Uh, I don't remember the country exactly he's from, but yeah. He, it's like
0: Serbia or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so a lot of guys, they're not from the United States. And so that makes it more difficult. Now they're spread out. But that France team, I mean, Rudy Gobert, he's one of the best defensive players in basketball right now. <laughs> so if you look at that um, Team USA roster, that starting five, that's not even an all-star starting five. Like, I mean, no. in the NBA. Like, if we're going to be honest. Like, so, yes, the talent um, is, I guess, more weighted um, Team USA. But I don't know if they're – I don't want to say they're not good enough because they are good enough. I don't know if they care
0: enough. Yeah, I think – Yeah. Usually they have, you know, like you said, usually they have the star player and now the best players in the world. I I saw something the other day and it was like, yeah, USA is made of like the best or top NBA players ever, but they're the best and top NBA players that are from America. Like Uh that's not it's not like it was in the 90s with. Charles Barkley and all that and that Mm -hmm. big team like they were also the best players in America but they were also the best players in the world the best players in the world don't play for America no more Mm -hmm. or didn't come from America no more and that has a lot to do with the fact that these I don't even want to say children because they're grown adults now but they started playing basketball when they were like 17 years old. Probably Mm. even before that. And they were playing competitive basketball. And also that they are not doing too hot is because they don't, these, the, like, current bunch of USA basketball players, I don't think they even understand the FIBA rules, which is, like, half the reason why they're not (laughs) playing good. They, like, nobody cared to explain the rules to them, and they're sitting around like, oh, my God, I got breathed on. Why didn't I get fouled? Oh, my God, Mm. you can't do this. You can't do that. And, like, everyone Mm -hmm. else is like, "Uh, where you been at?
1: Yeah. Well, and people made fun of Luca for this a couple years ago. I know I keep bringing him up, but he's a good example because he's one of the best players in the world. So um, he, when he came over to the United States and people asked him about um, the style of play in Europe compared to the style of play here, he said, it's easier like Mm -hmm. to play here in the USA. And it is like, I mean, you've heard the guys, like all the hall of famers and stuff talking about how many points they would score (laughs) like in today's basketball, because you can get away with so much. or You can't get away with like all these fouls and stuff. Um, Like you, you used to be able to, and, and fever rules are like you said, a lot different. So they're, they're not calling the fouls if you get tapped and all this stuff anymore. Like I saw one where a guy was like laying on the ground, like for like 30 seconds and they were just still playing basketball around them. They were not going to call that foul. And so it's, it's a lot different and I, yeah, they're not adjusted to the game and they don't have a lot of players that play for Team USA that are familiar with that. So I I definitely think that's a difference. And I just think that it means more to some of these other players because Team USA has won, you know, the gold medal, what the past four Olympics, five Olympics, something like that. I think it's 2004, I want to say they've won. Yeah. And so you don't, they don't lose. (laughs) And, And so that's, you look at some of the guys, like the people that are getting drafted tomorrow night, they haven't they were born in like 2002 2003 like, no, there so were, they that were some
0: that were born in like 1999 but I that's don't basically even, the I same don't thing even
1: know anymore if
0: you were born in 1999 you're like 22
1: that's ancient in basketball that's, like, true. These days. that's like, true yeah like so so yeah so we got some they're, they're young um, and so their entire life they haven't seen us not win a gold medal and so you're used to that, whereas you have these other countries where they, they're hungry for it. They want to bring that to their national team. They're not used to, you know, other sports and, and on their Olympic teams being great. For some of them, this is all that they're they're going to get. Like, it's basketball or nothing, so it oh, yeah. means a lot. Yeah, and, so and, I, I think it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: and, and it's also a big deal because a lot of the people on the other teams play in the NBA, and mm-hmm. they're like – oh, wait, we're, like, actually better than these people who played in the NBA. One, because, uh-huh. again, they don't know the FIFA rules. And two, because this is not the best team that Team USA could have put together. Like, uh-huh. half the people didn't want to show up. As you all saw, probably the, like, meme, the uh, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas meme, that uh, Trey Young person, like, I met the qualifications, but I was still not selected. I was shocked that they didn't put him on the team, but – this team USA, even men's and women's, has been so political from not putting Neke Ogumike on the team to not yeah. putting Trey Young on the team. It's just been it's been messy, and mm-hmm. the men are getting what the men deserve. The women did win their first game, and mm-hmm. shout out to the U.S. basketball three by three for winning yeah, the medal. Were, yeah. That was so cool. One, I think it's very interesting how they basically made a pickup basketball game in Olympic sport. So now everyone's gonna be trying to like try mm-hmm. out. For the three by three, I did you watch it? I I watched it, a few. It games. looked
1: like a lot of fun. I actually would enjoy that. I that's a good watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Staying in the Olympics, hopefully. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it is fast paced. It is not like your outside three on three kind of game. They are going. It's a twelve second shot clock, and you have to run like <laughs> to score a basket. Yeah,
0: I uh, I liked it because it wasn't. It wasn't like a basketball game. Like you didn't have to mm-hmm. sit there for two hours and watch a game. Like they were playing like two, three games within like four mm-hmm. or five hours, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. I definitely think they need to keep it in. I didn't watch any of the men's personally because I didn't know any of I the didn't U.S. Either, a yeah. men's <laughs> on the three by three basketball team. I knew every single one of the women. I were like, yeah, I'm i had not. I any- only-
1: Yeah, I only watched the women because they had Alicia Gray, and she's from the Dallas Wings, so watching her play. And so, but I didn't really keep up with. I didn't even know they had honestly a men's three on three, so (laughs) I'm just figuring that out.
0: Yeah, they they like talked about it like twice, and then I think they were like, okay, the women might actually win, so let's just stop talking about the men. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I, yeah, I I'm excited for whatever happens. I don't think they're gonna win. Um, I think that the USA men's basketball team will be lucky to get second place. Yeah. I think they'll I, be l- really lucky to get second place. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Like I am,
1: I'm going to watch, I'm, I'm going to be tuned in to see what happens. <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't medal. I wouldn't be surprised if they win gold. So it could go anyway. Uh, you have to unleash KD though. KD has to come out and actually want to win. He needs to. Put KD's up, like, just there just to go to there. Tokyo.
0: KD and James Harden just wanted to take a free trip to Tokyo. They were like,
1: "That's what it's just looking like."
0: Because <laughs> they don't, they barely play. I mean, KD starts and then he sits the rest of the game, and then mm-hmm. James Harden's just out there like, "Hey, I'm here for a good time, not a long time." Yep.
1: Yeah, he, they had a lot of rest. They uh, they got a lot of rest going on. They got to get ready for. I mean, honestly, we have a, another. What it looks like probably going to be another shortened NBA offseason anyway. So. They they're they're trying to get their rest in, even though they're just gonna come back over and play in those like all those different tournaments and stuff they do during the summer. That's what they oh, spend yeah. their time with.
0: Most definitely. And I mean while we're talking about the Olympics, we cannot not talk about our gal Simone. Did I wake <laughs> up at six thirty in the morning to watch <laughs> the women's gymnastics uh-huh. final? Yes, I did. Did fifteen minutes after I wake up, Simone was like I'm not doing this today, y'all. Was I upset? Yes. But was I proud of her? Yes. Because like, people forget that in gymnastics, like they could genuinely die if they don't, if they aren't confident in their abilities to complete whatever Mm -hmm. they're doing. And that's smarter for for not participating if she didn't think she could. She could you know do it safely or do it to her full capabilities and she's out there doing stuff that are like nine difficulty scales when these other people not shading mm-hmm. them but you know they're <laughs> barely getting over 6.5 here kids yeah. and um, she's got to do what she's got to do she poured out the all-around which is going to happen at six forty five on thursday morning which is yeah. many hours past this podcast so has went live and um i ex i do think she's going to participate in the individuals Mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't be shocked if she doesn't but i think that she will because this is definitely going to be her last olympics
1: yeah i just i guess my thing is I, I don't get how how so many people just don't care about mental health like or don't think that it's legitimate uh, i got like a virus now COVID. my body no no not COVID. <laughs> you gotta be yeah. careful
0: with that word nowadays I got checked. I got, yeah
1: i got checked i wasn't yeah but uh and really what happened is I had been traveling a lot and just going constantly. And so my body broke down. And, and so I got sick. And there were a lot of warning signs that I need to cool it down and cool it down. But I knew I had to press, press through for a couple of things that I need to do. And it was fun trip, So I wanted to go on this. So, but it, it takes a lot out of you. So my immune system got weaker and I got sick. This happens. Like your body starts to give you all these different signs. Can y'all
0: tell he's uh, like a doctor? <laughs>
1: I'm getting there, but your your body gets all these different signs. It gives you all these different signs before it breaks down. So you have to listen to those signs. So sometimes it means that you got to step away from things that matter to you. And that's what she did. Like she loves gymnastics, she loves it. She's a great teammate. She cares about the team and she wants them to be successful and she wants them to win. But she also cares about her life because she's the one that has to look at herself in the mirror every day for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life. Like, So everybody who wants to like bash people like Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka or anybody else that cares about their mental health and decides to choose that over other things. uh, Honestly, I've kind of tuned out their opinions at this point uh, because they're clearly not taking care of themselves. And yeah, so it's, it's it's, it's good to see because we need role models like this out there. And yes, that is a role model. Somebody caring about their mental health is a role model. And to be honest, this whole culture of us working 60-hour work weeks Hustle and never taking vacations. vacation
0: expired last year, people.
1: Yeah. Like, that needs to be gone. <laughs> like, life is fleeting. Like, I always say, you only get, like, the average person lives about 65 to 75 years. Mm-hmm. That's not a long time. Y'all, I'm about to turn 28. Especially I'm like if halfway. you're working
0: full-time from 22 exactly. to 60 hopefully you can retire at 60
1: yeah you you work eight hours a day uh five days a week that's 40 hours you sleep hopefully six to eight hours preferably seven to nine hours a day like that is most of your week just doing those things like so it's very important to when you can enjoy your life and She's still there, still with the team. She could have just said, I'm not going to participate in this year's Olympics. Yeah, she could have went fine. in the
0: locker room. Like, she was over there having the best time of her life, cheering on Jordan tiles, exactly. and Sunny Lee and all those mm-hmm. competitions. And if sis could have went in the locker room, could have went back to, like, because Simone Biles is arguably one of the most famous athletes on the planet right now. And she's staying mm-hmm. in Olympic Village. She doesn't have to do that, but she's staying in Olympic Village so she can experience it with her teammates. And she could have went in the locker room and been like, okay, like I'm not competing today. I can go back to my bed and like sleep and calm down or whatever. No, she put on her sweatsuit and she was cheering as hard as possible for her teammates. She was running them their chalk. She was just doing all the things you expect a teammate to do. And I think in both ways, her showing her mental health as well as just being a great teammate is something mm-hmm. that people one need to look up to because especially when it comes to the olympics you hear all these stories about these kids who skipped prom and who didn't go on any family vacations and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff so they could accomplish their olympic dream which is great if that's what you want to do to accomplish your olympic dream or any dream you have do it but don't be mad when it comes back and you're looking back on your life and you're like, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. I'm assuming she didn't feel that way because she had the 100% decision and many many moons ago when she talked about her like Facebook watch stuff, I don't watch it over, uh-huh. but she talked about how she was full and prepared to retire. How she yeah. was like, I'm done with gymnastics, I did the Olympics, I am now uh-huh. one of the biggest gymnasts ever and she kept going because she felt responsible to the people that were abused with, you know, Nasty Mm -hmm. doctor man at Michigan State and with the U.S. gymnastics team because she felt like if she would have retired, especially from USA Gymnastics, they wouldn't have cleaned house like they did, and they Mm should have did it anyway. But we all know how one America works, two how professional sports work, and she cleaned house, (laughs) and that was definitely needed. And now she's kind of like, like the more the years have gone on, the more people have one gave her her props because she deserves it, but two, you know, with High praise comes high, dis- I don't even want to say like discouragement or like constructive criticism because it's not constructive at no. all. It's just people no. <laughs> being nasty and mean and they don't have mm-hmm. anything to do.
1: I-, I had to look this up. So um, Simone Biles is 24. She has six medals, <laughs> Olympic medals. Four of them are gold <laughs> and, and she has 27 total gold medals in general like from all the different championships that she's won and world cups that she's participated in. She is one of the most accomplished gymnasts ever. Like, and she's 24 and this is like older than yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. This is like G- <laughs> she's a
0: grandma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people retire. like Like she was going to like at this point, you normally get like one good Olympics out of you. And then you're pretty much done when it comes to gymnastics, but it's,
0: she's, 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 she's (laughs) twenty. Like like the thing of like, uh, the LeBron He's like, he's 36. She's 24. Yeah. It's,
1: it's almost like, like, so in life, she's so young and she's able to make these decisions for herself knowing, Hey, I am not okay. Like, and I mean, you look, it's a great thing to see. Hey, it is so great to see. And I just wish more people would just, understand it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know take some of those practices and put it into their lives uh, because they probably actually be more successful <laughs> in their own life uh if you actually took care of yourself you're actually more um, you're better able to actually you know focus on the things that you want to do like the rest of the time because you're in a good mood
0: because you're so. happy you're just you're exactly. just happy but- i mean be happier, y'all. It's we, We're going through too much. Delta is out here snatching people up like a bandit. Exactly. Y'all just go out there and be happy and stop criticizing people for living their life. That's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed. The Jones Bros are coming back. They're rebranding. They took a hiatus. I drug one of them out of their hiatus <laughs> to come hang out with us. So y'all make sure y'all go follow them on the socials and be ready for their rebrand. I truly can't remember the name of it, so please tell everyone what the name of it is
1: it's called the dock and the dropout, but I like the Jones bros. We've been caught that for forever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be the dock and the dropout. Uh, we'll be back here on August. Start watching our social media. We'll be back online where we're coming out of our hiatus and getting ready to run some shows again for you.
0: Yeah, y- y- the season will be here before you know it. And, I mean, free agency is basically the NBA season part two anyway. So, mm-hmm. And the WNBA exactly. is going to be coming back soon. So, y'all make sure you tap in. You get with those guys. They're, As you've seen, they're so funny. And they're so hilarious. And they actually know what they're talking about in basketball because mm-hmm. we don't bring phonies up in here on Her Sports Convo.
1: <laughs> exactly. I will say you're going to miss out on some of our sports talk because we're not talking just sports anymore, guys. We're, we're, we are a variety show. We're, we're going to talk a lot more uh, about life, our interests, everything that's going on in the world, society, culture. Uh, It's going to, it's going to be a fun show. Um, If y'all know me, I work in higher education, have a passion for success. Uh, So we're going to bring on a lot of interesting people. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but Well, we're two diehard DFW sports fans, so we're definitely going to talk a whole lot of sports still for you.
0: You'll learn about sports, and you'll also maybe get a little personal development in there, too, while you're at it.
1: Exactly. Who can ask
0: for any more? But, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today. Head on over to Instagram and follow at her sports Convo, and follow Jordan and CJ on their personal accounts right now. I'll... Throw them in the description, the show notes, wherever you would like to catch them at. Check out the YouTube channel. I post new videos up there every Monday and Thursday on Thursdays. You can literally watch as we speak to each other or more times. It's just me talking to myself. But it's a fun time. Make sure you check it out. The summer's almost over. We're wrapping up our summer series. I have right now only one more guest left. So if you know anyone... Let them know if they wanna come on the podcast. You have one spot left in the summer series. Call your friends. It, they liter- I literally don't even care anymore who it's gonna be. So literally it's anyone who wants to come on the podcast for the last summer spot. I don't care, let me know, hit me up. I have the email and all that other stuff always in the description, hit me up on Instagram. But yeah, have, how do I end this? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the combo.